Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, Reiki Master Energy Teacher and author of the newest book in my trilogy, A New Life Awaits, Spirit-Guided Insights to Support Global Awakening, which shares stories and messages from spirit that show us our challenges are not merely economic, political, or societal, but a spiritual disconnect from our inner source of soul awareness or true being. And today I am delighted to welcome Catherine Tristan, author of Why Worry? Stop Coping and Start Living, who is a research scientist and assistant professor of medicine at the Washington School of Medicine. Hello, and thank you for joining us on Healing from Within. Well, thank you for having me, Cheryl. It's certainly my pleasure to to speak to you today about this topic and anything else that pops up. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it goes, yes. Catherine, over the years, guests of Healing from Within have come to expect my guests and I to share intimate and personal insights into the nature of the human condition, our health and learning ways to merge all aspects of energetic and physical life for a way to make better choices to create a loving, prosperous, and healthy lifestyle, increasing our awareness of higher consciousness as a source for progress, both personal and collective. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Catherine Tristan will help us navigate and understand that with the U.S. cases of coronavirus climbing every day and no sign of stay-at-home orders letting up. Many citizens in isolation are beyond worried, anxious, and unclear of their current and future situations, not only due to the COVID-19 pandemic and the great amount of fear, stress, and mismessaging surrounding the virus and its effects uh, given to us by media, online, on our social channels, and on television, and from people just reporting on how they, what they think without complete awareness of the truth of the situation. She will help listeners to focus our minds to overcome worry and anxiety using techniques and tools for the mind, body, and spirit connection, uh, not just for this difficult time, but to benefit us for all time and all challenges and conditions. Catherine, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their childhood and remember a person, a place, or event that may have signaled to them or to others around them what values and interests they might pursue as an adult For I believe within the heart and soul of the child is the destiny or life plan that will unfold and guide them forward. So think back and when, how did your beginning start? So I would have to say, probably as many others, uh, mine began with the, uh, I think, relationship with my mother. And... We, uh, I came from a bit of a difficult childhood. Uh, father was uh, had struggled with alcoholism, and my parents eventually got divorced. And that's long enough ago where it really wasn't the, the norm. But what my mother gave me, and what I have tried to also pass on, is just a sort of a rugged determination to to stay within yourself, 
to learn to persist despite difficulty, and also to be open to higher spiritual values and unusual topics. We would it would not be unusual for us on a Sunday, uh, the family gathering, to talk about angels as well as crop circles or uh, the holographic universe. So that openness and that determination, I think that that guided me throughout my life. She gave you a great gift. You see, as a child, yes, she understood and was interested in metaphysical aspects, and you already had a gift, so did she, and she helped you to accept it and to use it as you grew into maturity. You see, I had that gift, but I didn't, I wasn't in a family uh, who valued it or encouraged it. As a matter of fact, all they did was say, oh, she's such a sensitive child, she'll grow out of it, because they wanted me to fit into the material world where I'd be accepted and be like everyone else because 80% of the population are not aware of what you and I are going to talk about today. So, uh, you know, our spiritual or our soul uh, guidance and aspect and how we have to merge that with physical life to, to get beyond worry, fear, and anxiety, which we're going to talk about, to get to a feeling of peace and holistic well-being and uh, you had that start and I was aware of things but I didn't have the support to put all the pieces together it took me longer yeah much longer and it actually took me quite a while my challenge was that I was also a, a sensitive child but I was all, had anxiety and fear and no one really understood that about me. I was supposed to be tough and tried to be so, but that exploded when I was more in, in college where I had a, a panic attack and, and then uh, went through uh, years of just uh, very yes. strong fear. You and know all what that. it is? So, you know what it is, Catherine? We're empaths. What is it? We're empaths. We were born <laughs> with our souls very advanced, our neurological systems tuned into higher spirit and we feel other people's pain and joy and all kinds of emotions and places give off all kinds of um, you know vibes they call it vibes and you and mm -hmm. I and many of the people who have been on my show I've interviewed over 700 people over the last 10 years are this way it is a great gift from spirit and we're here to learn through our difficulties, I had the same thing as a child. I was either laughing or crying. Because, <laughs> yeah, because when people were acted badly, my soul knew and didn't know how to get them to understand what I understood on a certain level. I had a cousin who was, um, well, in those days they said re retarded, but now you would say special needs. And when people looked at him, I felt great sorrow and pain he was just my cousin I didn't see him as anything different than what he was but they were fast to judge and, and laugh at him so, so we were very sensitive children because we were born uh, with spiritual awareness even though we couldn't know it perhaps in our ego mind and our uh, physical reality we knew it in our heart and soul and we had to bring those elements together to to function at the highest level for our spiritual gifts to work. So, yeah. 
That's what it is. Now that makes a lot of, uh, makes absolute sense because there and there are lots of highly sensitive people that sometimes don't recognize no. the implications in your spirit, but you know that it's too loud or this is too yes. much or I'm sens- sensitive to this, so they don't recognize it as a as a spirit in a spiritual sense very often. Yes, twenty percent of the population are the are this way empathic intuitive yes. highly connected to spirit wishing to serve wishing to learn wishing not to judge you know there are 20% of the population and we have a big job actually and we will be positioned in the right places at the right time to help the others and we have been already so we are aware that everyone to one degree or another uh, becomes worried and stressed. But when do you know you are hitting, as you call it, the red zone? So tell us about that. Well, you know, when I wrote this book, it was a, a different thing what what the red zone meant, I think, because I originally wrote this prior to, to COVID. But it, it basically boils down to a similar type of uh, set of experiences. And I feel that you are you need to recognize when worry is getting the best of you and you hit the red zone because maybe you're having sleeping problems. You wake up at night, you start having thoughts that you now or not can't go to sleep. There you may be obsessing when you wake up. Um, you're overeating or undereating and uh, you know crabby a lot of the time or you just can't seem to relax. When you start having physical symptoms that are especially on a regular basis um, uh, to go along with the I think the mental and emotional issues that 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 relate from worry that to me is the red zone but there are definite definite physical signs that you've gone over that and that you need to make some changes yeah well it's a wonderful thing in a way to to worry because it's a way to protect ourselves uh, from events or people or situations that may not be good for us and to make choices. We've got to learn to use that little bit of worry, not let it uh, expand to a point where it makes us uh, so afraid that we can't function. So let's go on to, uh, before we get on to some of the worst ways we worry, what is worry and what strategies do more harm than good? So the, as you just uh, uh, mentioned, we need worry. It's it's a hardwired within our system because it helps us. We've had you know the idea of worry from many generations from from as long as we've been people because worry helps us be alert to possible dangers come up with solutions, and also, as you know, whether to run away or to fight. So so worry in its best form is there to help us. The, the problem is, is one of management. Sometimes it manages us more than we manage it. And so, so the problem with uh, worrying is that we tend to, uh, the, the, the worst way that we worry is by terribleizing. We take something that is awful and we magnify it. And instead of coming up with proactive solutions, we only hear the problem and the problem gets worse and worse and worse. So I think the issue that we're dealing with, some of the worst ways that, that we uh, are trying to worry, the major number one way is by terribleizing. We're not being proactive or solution-oriented. We're focusing on the problem, not the solution, or coping with the problem. Correct. It's always yeah. a matter of management. Yeah. 
that's a good word, to see it for what it is and not let it escalate and get out of control. Now, you mentioned three levels. Level one, where worry is the little voice that alerts you to possible trouble ahead. Now, that's a good thing. And at level two, worry spreads and escalates into the fearful hypervigilance of anxiety or the chronic rumination of depression. That's not good, but we go on to level three, where worry erupts into panicky feelings and has now become toxic and can create post-traumatic stress disorder, panic attacks, or obsessive-compulsive disorder. That's level three. Now, this you tell a story of what happened to you uh, when your analytical brain churned out possible scenarios of what could go wrong, and you were in college. It was your stressful sophomore year, and you were studying day and night. You want to tell us what happened? Because it's happening to many of the people out there, whether they're in college or they're in a job or a family or dealing with COVID. Tell us what happened. What ha- <clears throat> what happened was, uh, you know, I think I had so much stress going on, and at that age I had few coping skills. I would continue to pile on one thing on top of another. I remember taking a bunch of very difficult courses in the same semester because I just wanted to be done with them at once. It never occurred to me that that would uh, drive me in, into total stress and anxiety as trying to get good grades because I also was a bit of a perfectionist, which a lot of us are. Mm. And so I was just studying when suddenly I started to feel overwhelmed. I felt intense um, fear, like something was getting ready to attack attack me and I didn't know what it was and so when I was studying uh, just had that fear overtake me and of course I was drinking coffee and actually smoking a bit at the time because that was cool and I've never had never done it before and actually haven't done it since and all those things put your body in a hyperactive state as well as your mind in a hyperactive state and in the setting of a sensitive person or a person who's experienced a lot of stress, those kind of moments, and even with COVID, people who don't normally have this problem, when you're piling stress after stress after stress, it can pop into a panic attack, and you may not know what it is. Yes. And, and so that's, that's what happened to me, and that's what happens to a lot of people. I, mean, I yes, didn't know what it was. Because you were, <laughs> at that point, focusing more on the outcome, the fear, than the cause of the stress. You were focusing on the outside world rather than the inside. The inside soul wisdom that you and I had as children really can, if you really are aware of it, can help you deal with any challenge. And you can still maintain peace and balance and harmony. And you can, oh, what I do is I speak to spirit. I say, I'm having a problem with this. Would you please help me uh, know the right approach? And I always get my answer one way or another. Sometimes I turn on the television and there's my answer. Sometimes I open a book and there's my answer. Sometimes a person walks by me and they say something to me and there's my answer. We are not alone. We are being helped and guided uh, by life forces. Some people call them angel spirit guides, uh, the divine God, uh, whatever you conceive to be more than yourself in this physical life. And it really does exist. So when you get to know that, I think it helps you a great deal. 
Now, what are some of the best ways to deal with worry? Some of the the, the best way is to to tune into your part of your mind that is trying to find solutions. You know, just for a bit, forget the problem and focus on possible solutions. And I call that possibilizing. Isn't it just possible the worst catastrophe is not going to happen to you? Isn't it just possible that if you have serious and severe challenges that you, you will be okay? You'll handle it. Uh, and I think by possibilizing, we fo- take the focus off of the worst that could happen and put it on the best that I can be when something does happen. And I do have, I do have help. I have guidance. I can, as you said, I can call on spirit. I can call on angels. I can, I can call on my higher self. And, and I think that's the one thing I didn't know at the time when I was in college. No, I was I- connected to spirit, but it was different. It was out there. Once you connect inside to know that you can choose otherwise, that's your major power, your power of choice, your power to choose how you want to think about something. So that is the best way. Yes, that is absolutely correct. You have the power. Every one of us has a personal power of awareness to evaluate what's going on and uh, to react proactively no matter what so you're sick so you have covid isn't it better to think 99 percent of the people are healing from this miserable virus than to think it's going to you know get you you know wouldn't that be the best approach i think so you get help you you'll go to the hospital if you need it you stay home you call your doctor you get whatever you need and you think positively Instead of relying on statistics that have been really over, overdone and frightened us out of our minds, we think, you know, I'm in the hands of uh, healers in spirit and healers who love me here in physical life, and I'm going to do my best I can with my thoughts uh, to survive. And mo- most of the time that you know- will be enough to work. And when you get down to square one, you can't control what is going to happen with COVID or with anything, anything else. else in the outside world. Absolutely. You control how you react to it. And even if you if you do end up getting sick or sicker than you thought, you, what you want to go to is, I'll handle it. I'll be given the guidance and the strength that I need. And that's the only thing that you can't control is how you want to think about your challenge there. And Absolutely. It's, it's very simple. I'll handle it. Always have, always will. And I won't be alone. I'm never alone. We've never been alone. And life is not random. Random. If this experience, in, experience is happening to me, something good will come out of it. I will learn from it, and my soul will be better for it. See, I approach everything Amen. that way. <laughs> everything Absolutely. I have learned. Absolutely. And I was a perfectionist, too, like you were as a child. Our parents maybe gave us that. And there's nothing. There is no perfection. There's only experience. There is no good or bad, right or wrong. You know, there is only experience. And everything is happening according to a plan that our soul really created. Now, I want to go on to how can we train ourselves to work productively? Uh, Overcoming chronic worry is an active, it's not a passive process. And our real journey, you write, begins when we start to step outside of our comfort zones and take risks. Now, this is interesting. Take risks. (laughs) Tell us well, about that. Well, and right that. now... 
the risk isn't don't wear a mask and don't social distance. That is not the risk we're talking about. We're, we're talking about spiritual risk. We're talking about trying to help others in whatever ever way we can. Yes. We're t- talking about the risk of knowing that you will be okay and that you will you will receive the help that you need. Sometimes that's a risk too, as opposed to going to the dark side and just being uh, depressed about it. Um, being just relentlessly optimistic as much as you can can do that. That will actually trigger your genes. And one of the things I wanted to mention, you know, as a scientist, there's science behind a lot of what we're talking about too. Yes. And it's one of the things in science is called epigenetics. And that is you're not a victim of your genes. Maybe your parents were warriors or your mom was a warrior, your whole family's a warrior, and you're a warrior. Well, you don't have to be because it's not your genes. It's what turns your genes off and on. Mm. So the, the thing is it's kind of a, a juxtaposition, but the happier you are, the happier you will become. Your happiness turns on certain genes of happiness, as does your unhappiness. Well, that's, the more you try yeah. to focus on it, the better you become. Yeah, Catherine. Scientifically. That, yes, absolutely. <laughs> that's because this is about energy. Energy draws to it what you give out. So if you give out negativity, fear, and anger, you're going to draw those kind of reactions to yourself and people to yourself. So we want to learn to be aware of what makes us feel good. You see, feelings and emotions have a reaction in our body. And we want to start to pay attention to what makes us feel healthy, well, happy, productive, and then have more of that and less of the other stresses that make us feel not good. But let's go on to, this is an interesting question. If you lost your job or are worried, you will. And in this right now, because of the pandemic, a lot of people have lost their jobs and there's a lot of trauma throughout the country and world, and we will get past this, and we will be well again and healthy again, and people will be more connected to each other and their families and their work situations because they choose to do that after they have lost this reality for a while. And that's how, that's how I want to think about it. So you tell a story about Tim who is unemployed and can't find a job, and he worries that he'll never find work or be able to pay off his mounting debts, and he's miserable, and he's sending that energy to everybody around him. So what can you suggest for a fellow or person like Tim who's creating more problems uh, because of his reactions? So obviously this is affecting a lot of people and there's no magic bullet to snap your fingers and suddenly you're out of um, monetary issues. But that's not what we want to focus on. We want to focus on what can we do about the problem, not what we can't do about the yes. problem. Maybe maybe it's time to have a family meeting and rein in the, your expenses in, in the most severe way that you need to do. Maybe you need to talk to a financial advisor. Should you take Take out money from your retirement. Should you not? What are the, what are the pros and cons? So you arm yourself with with knowledge too. Maybe it's time you 
changed careers. Maybe you didn't like your job anyway, and now it's an opportunity as opposed to a tragedy to try to get a new job, something that you are passionate about, something that you love. There are a lot of people making money as well as people who are losing money. And learning to be flexible and, and trying to how, to, how to, to rise and retool that is one of the most important things that you can do right now. How can I think outside the box? How can I change my situation? Keeping my, my de- rugged determination, keeping my rugged optimism, what can I do to make it different? And I would talk to some experts. I would talk to people who can help you. But I would also be praying over it and, and be yes. considering the spiritual side of it. Guide me, please. What can I do right now to help myself in this situation? What can I do? Right. And, you know, as an intuitive healer, I suggest to my clients all the time that they meditate, they pray, or simply talk to that universal source and make clear their intentions as to what they need and want. And often it doesn't take that long for those thoughts to materialize. So I agree with you. Uh, There's a lot of help within us and around us in universal source. And in my new book, A New Life Awaits, I, I, I address this this way, and I wrote, All beautiful souls must strive to find ways to move beyond the manipulation and mind control uh, perpetrated by society and our earlier upbringing in order to discover that we are not alone and that loved ones on both sides of life, our earth life and our eternal life, surround us with their courageous hopes and whispers of life and afterlife possibilities. You don't even necessarily need an illness or losing a job or insurmountable challenge to tap into this place of uncompromised support for your soul and mind truth. You might have a dream, hear a song, take a walk along a mountain trail or an ocean shore or eat a divine meal and in a moment of joy realize that you have everything you need within yourself to live fearlessly and to conquer this illusion of mind control and even death. In that moment you are free to explore your inner landscape and to visualize what it is you truly long for. And I think the COVID experience is bringing people to another level of their spiritual evolution and uh, thinking just the way you thought, to think what's possible and probable rather than what might happen. Because if you think it might happen... It's just going to happen, so we've got to change our thinking. Now, so briefly, can you tell us what they are? Yes, when I was uh, healing, since I had anxiety and panic for for many years, and and um, it, it took me uh, from the bootstraps, uh, basically pulled myself up out of that. But it was a great lesson for me. It was a wonderful lesson. And I, when I asked myself. What is the lesson? What, how have I learned to overcome these problems? I learned that I worked from the inside out, from my inner core. But core also was a great acronym for it because what I learned was uh, the C in core stands for choice. I always have a choice. Fear seems bigger than me. It could overtake me. But I have a choice of whether to be in that fear or not. Once I realize 
that I have a choice in the matter that strengthens me in, in my soul and my spirit. And I learned that I can choose to change my outlook, whether it's doom and gloom or whether I can create positive possibilities, whether I can possibilize. Once I learned that I have the power of choice and I can change how I have my outlook, that's the O, then I can learn to take measured risks. You park like they say, a parked car doesn't go anywhere. You have to put your foot on the pedal and make some moves and take some risks and maybe call someone about a job that you feel funny about or you don't feel comfortable with. That's a risk. And once you t- learn to take risks, the, the, the thing that helps you the most, I think, and arguably the most important, is embracing our inner spirit and exploring our connection to our own spirit and the connection to the world out there that also has other spirits. So the, the idea of the core is working from the inside out, but also working determination with determination and spirituality to change your situation. I want to thank you. Catherine Tristan for sharing your thoughts and healing suggestions in your new book Why Worry Stop Coping and Start Living and for sharing a comprehensive look at fear, anxiety, worry and the challenges of modern day life expanding worry into a full time epidemic and pandemic which can be conquered once we understand why and how it is happening and ways to solve it for more information and to purchase this book Go to whywarry.com. In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, we have discovered the source of many physical and emotional grounds for fear and worry and how to recognize what needs to change in our own brain patterns, thoughts, and actions so we can make choices to quiet from within many unrealistic fears. Catherine Tristan wrote, When you shift your outlook about what is perfect, you begin to view your difficulties differently. You find creative ways of dealing with them. You empower yourself. Dig down and find the strength you need to handle your problems. It has been said, fear knocked at the door, faith answered, and no one was there. Once you see that our lives are shaped and molded, by our reactions to what may on the surface seem to be in perfect situations, you take a giant leap out of worry and into power. Are you willing to accept and work within your perfectly imperfect world? Are you prepared to develop creative ways of dealing with your your problems? Are you willing to consider them as challenges, not victim-producing disasters? Are you choosing the attitude that you can handle whatever is happening? This frame of mind empowers you and helps break the chains of worried thinking. I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within and author of the newest book in a trilogy, A New Life Awaits. And I invite you to visit my website, CherylGlick.com, to hear visionaries, authors, scientists, spiritualists, educators, healers, psychologists, and those in the arts share perspectives on life in both the physical and energetic realms so we may harness the power of both to improve our personal and collective life, improving ourselves and our planet. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision 7 
www.blogtalkradio.com. Thank you.